Hello world, um, this is Corey Chimney with Observing the Times, and today I'll be talking about Save the Youth of Today, my personal experiences with witches, Santa Marte, worshippers, Satanism, or Satanists, and necromancers. One thing you need to know is this, um, people might say they never experienced it before, or even know what what's going on with that, they just see it in the movies. Um, I'm not going to tell you something that somebody told me, um, I'm finna share with you some real life experiences that I've had with witches, um, Santa Marte worshipers, um, Satanists, and uh, necromancers. And, I, and I'm gonna break that down to you. And I'm coming from a Christian perspective because, and the people who I've dealt with this with, with over a decade uh, for the last 16 years have been the teenagers of America. It have been adults. It's been the teenagers um, trying to um, talk to them and coach them through life um, and, ex- and their experiences. So um, I have some testimonies. Uh, one of the ones I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to use any names because um, I don't want to offend anybody. Love you too, bro. Um, I got a, a, a hit from my brother um, from, from my hometown. Love you, man. God bless you. Um, one, one of the instances I, I ran across was, um, I met this guy who was, uh, who was into necromancing. And if you know about necromancing, necromancing is those who talk to the dead and, um, or like their dead loved ones and things of this nature, um, or supposedly talk to the dead, um, coming from a Christian perspective, I know they're not talking to the dead. I know they're talking to demons. Um, but um, I listened to these these guys and what they have to say. And this one particular guy, he had these books of necromancing called the Necronomicons. And um, and um, I would talk to him about Christianity, and he would talk to me about necromancing. And um, so. In the process, he let me see one of his books. But you know what's the crazy thing is? In back of one of the books of, uh, of the necromancers, it had, do not let Christians read this book because they'll take you out your faith. And it had spells in it, um, dealing on the line of witchcraft. It had spells in it. I um, I talked to him. I said, man, don't you know you're playing with things that you don't really know what's going on, man. They've been here. Some of these things been here, man, before time even existed. I said, man, you have to be careful. You know, say so you have the right to do what you want to do, but man, you have to be careful. And I explained to him, God, and I explained to him, Jesus Christ, not, you know, and um, he would tell me that he had this angel called the angel of fire and this angel of fire would tell him things. And, um, he said, man, I'm, I'm about to get released, man. He was incarcerated at the time. It was a place where I was working at. And I said, okay, cool, man. That's what's up. I said, I said, I said man, where you going? He said, man, I'm going to go to this halfway house. And he said, um, having nobody told me I'm going to the halfway house, but my angel of fire, who I pray to, he said that I'll be going to this halfway house in the place, in, in the place that I wanted to go. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Hmm. All right. In two weeks. He was in the halfway house that this angel of fire that he prayed to and he talked to nightly. Somehow this spirit connected with somebody that got him into this halfway house. 
Yeah, he did. And um, within a year of time, in the city he moved to, he was murdered. This spirit set this kid up to be murdered, gave him what he wanted, but at the same time, set him up to be murdered, man. Um, you can't trust a spirit. The Bible tells you, you know, saying, try the spirit by the spirit to see if it's of God. Excuse me. Um, the Bible also tells you that um, Satan will appear as an angel of the light. They'll, they'll come in disguise. They're not going to come out creeping, this, that, and the third to, to make you um, submit to them. They're going to come to you in something that you want. But you know how we taught in the hood everything that good does not go. But um, to go to another case, I knew this guy, he was a Satanist. And um, and he was open with it. Uh, matter of fact, this one particular guy, his mother and his father were Satanists. His grandparents were Satanists. And when he was re released out of the uh, facility, one of the facilities that I worked at in the past, he actually came back to the facility and um, and was trying to recruit other, um, he was trying to recruit other um, teenagers to come to go to the church of Satan that he attended. And um, so the people at the facility actually had to kick him out of the facility to keep him from coming back. I don't know why they didn't come back anyway because of rules and regulations, but that's just one of the instances. But this other Satanist that I that I knew at a facility that I worked, uh, he woke up one morning and he was a Caucasian guy. And, uh, man, he had bruises all over him, man. He had bruises. He was sitting on the side of his bed with his tank top on. I'm seeing, I'm seeing he's red in his face and his neck and his arms. And I'm like, man, somebody done got to this guy, man, and I didn't see it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Like, man, what's going on, man? What done happened? He said, they jumped on me, man. They jumped on me. I'm like, who? Who? You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to you know, say, take somebody down because, you know, that don't supposed to go down like that. Then he said, the demons did. I said, what? Man, this guy is red all over his body, his face, man. And man, he's breathing hard, man. And man, he like, man, the demons, he said, sometimes they would just jump on me for no reason at all. I said, well, why do you worship him? Why you worship somebody who jumps on you? So as a plaything, these demons would jump on this Satanists. But he's steady worshiping Satan and he's steady in the process of doing it. But he's a teenager. And you know what? Um, he will follow me on, on social media throughout the years. He's a grown man. Now he's married. Um, he has a kid. Right now he even um he's he's in the rock and roll, and his wife is, you know, is in the rock and roll. Both of them are Satanists. But every now and then, you know what he will do? He will find some way to get in contact with me to tell me to pray for him. All thing I could do is pray for him. I can't deny him. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully God can reach out and touch him. You know, um, because you never know that these people are doing this, man, and um, and they're living this lifestyle and they're being bombarded. I, I've had a recent run in with a um with a young man who um he's kinda he's kinda um he's kinda artistic. And a, a witch took him under her wing, so he would get in trouble a lot. And um, and um, this witch will um actually come to him in his dreams, 
and she will do what's called, um, we call it in the spirit, but when you're dealing with witches and Satanism and things of this nature, you know, their out-of-body experience is called um, astral projection is one name that they use for it. And she would astral project him out of his body during during his during the times he would dream. And he would tell me, she would tell him to um beat her up. He said he'll be going through doors and he'll end up in somebody's house and she'll be with him. And she said, and she'll tell him to beat beat her up, beat her up. So he said he would beat up this girl while while she sleep. He said um, they'll go to another house and and it'll be like a guy laying in the bed or something like that. And, she, and she'll tell him, she said, if you don't beat him up, she said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you if you don't beat him up. So he said he would beat up these people. He said when he wake up, that what he his whole night was was going from house to house, beating up beating up people while they were asleep. The crazy thing about it is this. This guy is kind of artistic. He's kind of, you know what I'm saying? It takes him hard to learn things. I, I've studied um, a lot of different um, religions and things of this nature, and I've heard of one warlock, which is, you know, a male witch. You know, before people just say witches. He stated that how he will go in the spirit and the demons will have him go to people's homes and beat them up while they were asleep. And he said the people will wake up bruised up and hurting and 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 and, and they'll be like, man, I, I, I didn't sleep good last night. But they don't know they was under spiritual attack where a demonic, a demonic being was using their human doing astral projection. But one thing that this warlock said that 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 was crazy. He said this. He said, we was able to get into some Christian homes. He said, because everybody that go to church don't really just believe in God like that. They, they, they go to the club. They have a sex outside of marriage. They're doing this, that, and the third. But he said, one thing about it. He said, anybody who really lived their life, he said, we couldn't even get in their house. He said, a Christian that lived the, the lifestyle in this guy, um, I want to say he was converted because he was giving his testimony. He said, he said, he said, I couldn't get in their home. He said, those who really prayed and, and really lived the lifestyle that God had ordained them to live, he said, I couldn't get into their home. Um, I met one witch, and he was giving me the history of witches. And I'm sharing this with you to let you know, man, that uh, people think this is fake. I mean, they can think what they want to. It's almost 8 billion people in the world. The majority of the people believe in religion. Um, so you do the math. Um but there's one which she would show me how he would draw things on paper and um, he would measure it in the centimeters or inches. Right. But something he didn't want nobody to see, he would use a rule and measure it in centimeters and he'll draw like one wing of a butterfly, one centimeter, another wing of a butterfly, another centimeter and things of this nature. So he'll draw it so small on a piece of paper on back of it to where you would notice it. But he don't draw. He don't draw a, a whole animal or creature in centimeters using a ruler and precise for what he was drawing. And when somebody asks, him, "Hey man, let me get a piece of paper from you," something like that, you know, his teenager, he'll give it to him. But what he just did, he he actually put a spell on that person because he made him come in covenant with the thing he prayed once he put it on paper. So what 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 a witch would do? They would they would cast a spell on the object for the person to, to get a hold to it so that person can get tormented or whatever satisfaction or whatever they needed to get out of that spirit to go and do the work for them. So it like almost like an even exchange. Um, he would tell me this. He said in witchcraft, it was taught that 
Um, in the beginning of time, in the, in the very beginning, there was dragons. And when he was talking about dragons, he said the dragons was wise. I said, okay, he's talking about Satan, but they done twisted the history. I said, okay. He said there were dragons in the beginning of time. And he said um, they tried to come against mankind. So the witches actually um, um, fought against the dragons. And the only way they could defeat them was to um, put them in, a, in, a, in another dimension. And he said every now and then you will see dragons try to come to our to our dimension by going um, by trying to travel through the other dimension um, and you'll see glimpses of them basically. Um, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And you know, his whole goal was to go to Salem, Massachusetts. I think it's Massachusetts where they did the movie Salem lot because that is a, a, a witch haven. Actually it's a global witch haven where people go around the world to um, visit. And, um, and his his main goal was to be to become the best which he could be. Hey, I want to be the best Christian I could be. The thing about it is that um, you got people on fire in these other religions, like we're on fire too. Um, I've had a couple of run-ins with Santa Marte. I'm not really good at speaking uh, Spanish, but if you heard anything about Santa Marte, Santa Marte is the uh, it's the worship of the angel of death, and it's a, it's a female. It's a female, and they're they're told in Santa Marte that um, if you when you die, you go to this pearl, this dimension where you you live in a, a mansion, and all of those who worship Santa Marte lives in this mansion. So, I met a lot of his, the people in the Hispanic community who know about Santa Marte, and is involved with Santa Marte, and. Um, and what it is, they get it's an exchange. Um, if you want something big, you got to give them something. You got to give her something big. So, just say, "Hey, I want a new car. I want a new car." So, hey, go steal your mom's heirloom that that's that's been in the family for the last hundred years. You, however big the something you want, you got to do something just as big. And Santa Marte will grant you that. It's 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 so it's supposed to be like an even, even exchange. Um, you have statues in front of restaurants that represent Santa Marte. One of the statues is a um, is a guy in a in a, a sombrero. He wears a sombrero. He smokes a cigar and has a bottle of liquor. And um, these statues be in front of restaurants. You see them all the time, but you don't know that's a representation of the angel of death of Santa Marte. And what they do, they'll pour liquor at the statues and throw coins at it, you know, to pay homage to it. Because this guy was actually a guy in real life in South America, and he would um, help drug lords get away from um, from from, um, from the police, and um, and they paid tribute to this guy because he was a, a worshiper of Santa Marte, so they would pay tribute to him by um, by doing that for him when he passed away. Okay, now Santa Marte is a is a is a spirit, and um. The, one of the first encounters I had with Santa Marte, I met a uh, dude who was in a Mexican cartel on the Mexican mafia, and he said um, that they this different different type of statues of Santa Marte. You got a gold statue, you got this color statue, that color statue. I want to talk about the gold statue. He said they had a life size gold set statue of Santa Marte, and he said the statue uh, that that the um, Mexican Mafia had, I, I don't know which one it was. He said the statue had money. It was the it, his hands were filled with money, arms filled with money, and the cartel would go to the statue and ask the statue what they want. And this guy said the statue would tell them who to kill. 
because there's so much murder involved. I worked with one guy who um, he wore a ring with a skull. It was, the ring had a skull on it. His brother gave it to him. And he was he was telling me about how his brother was uh, telling him about a friend of his who had got murdered. He um, he had got off a case. Um, he had got some big dope case or something. He went to court. He beat it, but he didn't pay homage to Santa Marte for getting him off the case. So when they found him in his room, um, it was a classic case: blood all over the room. And Santa Marte wrote on the wrote on the uh, wrote on the wall because uh, this spirit. I have somebody come after you because you done made a deal with it and it didn't go through. Um, a personal experience of mine with Santa Marte was. Um, I was at work one night, like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was working a night shift at a, at a facility, and um, I seen this thing that had um, it had a robe like a monk, and it had a hood on it. And the only thing I would see the back of it, and um, it had like red oil going around, and it was brown, and it would go into this room. So I seen it, and God allowed me to see it with my natural eye. So I prayed against it. Okay, the next night I'm at work. It happened again, and uh, it went into the same room. It, whatever God was doing, it would not allow me to see the, the, the front part of it. I would always see the back part of it going to this room, and um, and um. So that following day, um, uh, when the kids went to breakfast, um, I asked all of them openly. I said, "Okay, which one of you guys in room three worship something that that has like a big old?" hoodie on his head. And um, I said, I can see the front. I can only see the back. I can see no feel like it hovered off the ground just a little bit. I said, I had red oil around it. And this one guy said, I do. He said, it's Santa Marte. He said, I robbed a convenience store and I didn't pay homage to it when I got away. So when I got caught up, you know, I never did try to pay her, pay her back. And he said, she's coming to kill me. He said, for two nights, I have dreams of her chasing me. I said, I know because I said for two nights, I've seen it and I've been praying it off you. So I prayed to him. I told I told him about Jesus Christ. He said, "Yeah, my mom. She she's a Christian, but she's kooky. My you know my grandma and stuff. They 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 in the black magic things this nature." I'm like, "No, your mom ain't and your mom ain't crazy." You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I um, showed him scripture about salvation. I talked to him about God and told him who Jesus was and you know and told him about the cross. So uh, so basically, he ended up. Um, Given his life to Christ at that moment, and um, he didn't have no more dreams about. It. Matter of fact, I would always ask, "Hey man, you okay?" Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I mean, I ain't have nothing else like that. I said, "Man, because Jesus Christ is is the Lord." And I said, "He's the Son of God, man. There's no name higher than His." So all this time, when I'm talking to these people, I'm actually um, telling them about Jesus. I wasn't dissing their religion or nothing like that, but I say, man, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful. I um, I um, had another run in with a, a, a Hispanic guy that was worshiping Santa Marte, and um, and he got into it because his girlfriend was in it. He actually, his father was a pastor, and um, he he just kind of went the wrong direction. That's a teenager do, you know. Teenagers can go the wrong direction real easy. Because they're trying to find out where their place is in life. Um, this guy, um, this girl, she was in the Santa Marte, her mother, her father. And um, he would tell me this. He said, we know that 
The angel of death is not strong as God. We just worship her. I said, why would you worship something that's not the strongest? The dude said, that makes sense. That's simple. That's simple. Why you worship something that's not stronger than God? There's nothing stronger than God. And he said, we, we say there's nothing stronger than God. He said, we know God made everything. I said, so why do you worship the creation and not the creator? Yeah, I talked to him for, for a long time, you know, many days. And um, he gave his life to Christ. He gave his life to Christ. Very intelligent young man. But I can't tell you if these guys stuck with it. Because darkness will draw you if you're not feeding yourself spiritually. Um, I had a run-in recently with a guy in Santa Marte. And um, the stuff that I'm telling you guys, telling y'all, um, he pretty much was like, yeah, that's that's how I go. And he went to talking and the other guy was listening to him like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But I said, I said you know about Christ, right? About Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I heard from First and Santa Marte, you know what I'm saying? That hey, they said, man, they know that they know that they know that the Lord is stronger. He said, yeah. I said, so why you serve something weaker than the Lord? Again, I go that question again. Question again. Um, I was drained from this guy who uh who was practicing witchcraft the other day. I was very drained. I'm not going to say the other day. I'm going to say sometime in the past just to be, um, just to let you know, um, young guy, he dealt with witches. He dealt with um, um, psychics. And the thing about it is that he didn't know it was wrong. But they would torment him. He would hear voices. And um, and I was praying over him. And he um uh, and I, and I start seeing something on him, not seeing something like in the physical. It's more like in the spirit. I seen I, I would have rebuking that thing. And I would rebuking it, and you know, and um, and I, you know, and I was telling him what to say. You know, you know what I'm saying to rebuke it himself. And in, in the um, and the the um, the covenant he made with him to rebuke him in Jesus' name. I said, man, you got to rebuke him in Jesus' name. I rebuke him in Jesus' name. I said, you got to do this in Jesus' name, man. So you refuse. You know what I'm saying? You refuse the offer that it gives you in Jesus' name. You know, you're set free in Jesus' name. So he was repeating after me. I said, it's just not up to me to say. I said, we got to touch and agree, man. Because the Bible says where there's two or more, he, the Lord is in the midst. We have to touch and agree. Let's touch and agree on this thing. And you know, the Spirit started lifting up off of him, and it started pretty much trying to attach to me. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and the spirits went to talking to him. I'm talking about throughout the day I was watching him. He was getting depressed, you know, and things of this nature. And I'm like, man, what's wrong? I mean, I got caught to the side, and he was like, uh, Man, they, they say they say uh, they gonna they gonna they gonna get my family. So we I prayed over his family. You know, since they since he since he so she's praying to the Lord, and he calling out the name of Jesus. He's pleading the blood of Jesus. Guess what? Since they can't get him, they telling him we gonna get your. I'm gonna get your family. But get your family. It was a, it was spiritual warfare the whole day for me when I had to go through that. And I'm gonna tell you, I was so spiritually drained. Dealing with them demonic spirits, 
trying to t- attach to that boy and all the stuff that they had did to him. And they was doing to him while he was asleep. They were doing to him while he was awake. He would see him or peeping around corners and things of this nature, even after, re- after the release. You know, but you know what? He started having a good night's sleep. Cause God will give you peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. God will give you peace. God will give you peace about a thing. Um, I've experienced these things firsthand. It's this um, this one gentleman. He come from he come from like upstate like Ohio, and his grandparents had an attic. And um, he would tell me, I I went to one of these facilities. Um, I got all the kids out of the facility. It's like one o'clock in the morning. They all want to hear about Christ because they heard that I'm going to talk about God. I talk about the Illuminati. I talk about things, you know what I'm saying? Secret society groups and things of this, this nature. She's giving history on things um, dealing with that. And um, this one guy, you know, he was new to the facility and he was like, hey, man, I deal with this. And, and um, my 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 grandparents' house has an attic, and he said that in the attic is a lot of like uh, mannequins, and um, you know, in the attic just just old stuff. But he said my grandmother would say, "If you hear noise coming out the attic, don't worry about it. Just just know that there are spirits in there, and they're and they're and they're here, and they're gonna be here. So don't worry." So he said he will hear he will hear the noise he'll hear noise in the attic. She said it's a dimension in the attic that comes from your house, my house, and from and then it leads to your uncle's basement in his house. So he said when he was over his uncle's house, he would hear noise in the attic too. But he, but this is the crazy part. He said he would hear the things come up the stairs, walk through the house. He was he would see images. He said he said he was just used to it. He was just used to it, and um. His 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 parents was were, were deep in the occult. They were occultists. His grandparents. Um, he didn't mention his mother or father, so I assume his grandparents raised him. He said, "We'll go over his uncle's house. He would go through the same thing." He said, "That's been going on all his life." And um, I let that dude in the salvation, but this one was different. This was very different because whatever going on in that boy's life for real. When I got off work that day. Six o'clock in the morning, I got in my car. While I'm sitting in my car, when I opened my door to get in my car, a cat came right in my door, sit there and looked at me. Like, boy, what you doing? You know, I'm seeing you seeing these cats around the building all the time. You know, so I run them out, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no food for you. I'm a big dude. I eat that stuff. You know. <laughs> but uh this cat, I opened my door to get in the car, and as soon as I sit down, the cat came into where my door was at. And sit there and stared at me and looked at me. And I'm like, I feel like, man, that's not strange. Okay, cool. Then when I drove off, I went to the crib. You know, I said, did my thing. This daytime now, it's sunny outside. And all of a sudden, I hear an owl hooping. And I don't know where it's at. It's broad, it's daylight. And I hear an owl So you know what? I said, okay. You want to trip while it's daylight? I said, I'm going to trip too. I went to praying in tongues, talking loud. I'm talking about it's, it's around 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. And man, the sun is shining. And somewhere there's an owl. And I've been standing in the place I've stayed at for the last decade. I've never heard an owl in the morning. 
I worked at that job. I had never had no cat come to my car and stand in the, and just sit in the door while I can, can't shut my door. Look here. And if you and if you know anything about um spiritual warfare, you know that witches and warlocks and uh people who deal with different types of spiritualities uses animals to see through. If you know anything about spiritual warfare, they use they use cats and owls, especially witches. So I knew that man, these people trying to see who this dude is that done that done severed that spiritual connection. Because if you cut a spiritual connection from something, man, if they connected to somebody spiritual, they gonna feel that thing. Especially if they older and this all they've been doing all their life. Man, say it's 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 things out there that don't like you because who you are. But the thing about it is, we're working for God, and God has put a mandate on us to spread the gospel throughout the hedges and highways. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And you don't touch not my prophet and do him no harm. And when the enemy come in like a flood, he sets a standard against them. Through the blood of Jesus, through Jesus' stripes, we're healed. We're more than conquerors. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened us. Man, our youth are lost. They really need our help. You know how many young guys have asked me, is Hercules real? Is Zeus real? The internet is their Bible. Social media is their Bible. Cartoons are their Bible. Do you know how sad it is to hear a person say, is Godzilla real? Man, for real. So we have 